What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome back to uh, the Be Official Podcast. I'm your host, your guy, Paul Pen 837 and today we'll be reacting to a clip. No, not necessarily a clip, but an interview I found by... Uh, it's an interview of TD Jakes on Power Breakfast Club. On the Breakfast Club, you know? So, um, he says something He says something that is very, prof like, very, very, very profound. And something that is just... Um, something that you can reflect on, you know, especially like for me who, who grew, like, let's say for people like me, uh, who are African best and grew up in, in an African home, you know, so, uh, these are things that I, we, we ought to do different from our parents, you know, so, yeah, so let's dive deep. It talks about how, uh, children should be allowed to be disruptive, uh, thinkers, you know, so, um, um, let's go. Join me. On the back burner, that you're waiting on enough money to capitalize. Yeah. Take them off the back burner. Form partnerships. Mm -hmm. Build alliances. Go. Because if you don't go now, you're not going to get there. The, the child that you're raising that looks rambunctious could be disruptive, could be creative, could be a leader. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we punish kids down into submission and teach them to feel like a slave. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Do what I told you to do. Help. Mm. Can you relate? <laughs> Can you relate? I said so. All of that kind of stuff. You sound just like me. <laughs> she said you sound just like me. I said so. Mm. We're not teaching our children to think. Yeah. So disruptive thinking is about the unique gift God gave. I think he was promoting his book. He's, he has a book called uh, Disruptive Thinking. So um, I look forward to reading this book, man. Seems very interesting, you know, so, uh, yeah. Gave us with the brain before we had a laptop. Mm -hmm. This is a computer. This is our draft. The problem is we're not programming this computer mm -hmm. with good stuff, mm -hmm. with smart stuff, with stuff that's intimidating, that makes you walk into a room and feel shy to speak up. That's, right. that's a good room to be in. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. as a parent, being a disruptor is allowing your kids but before Envy comes in, uh, I think, you know, he says something about, you know, training the mind and just having a mindset that is so smart. I feel like kids, you know, kids are very, very smart beings, right? Because they learn through your actions. And um, this is why I said in the first place, you know, growing up in an African home and just like seeing how um, your parents, you know, correlate to each other it's it's kind of you know what we grew up on where you find your parents don't show love to each other like in the public eye right like where you you know how a western like how the western culture is right where you see parents you know hug each other when probably the the the, the husband or the wife knocks you know well, whoever comes in at that moment you know they'll be there you know hugging each other showing each other love you know saying i love you and all that kind of stuff right but it's kind of different like growing up in an african home because you don't you, you rarely see all these things right so it's it's it even becomes hard like for you to even uh show that right because you never saw that so that's what i'm saying kids really pick up on your actions more than what you say you know that's why you find as w what you do is what they mimic so yeah 
So I think what we we like in, in most instances, right? Like the things that that I've seen and the things that we talk about mostly is you have to be really intentional about what you do, especially when you're around kids. You know, you really be you really need to be intentional. If you really want them to 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 act in a certain way, you really need to be intentional with your actions, right? Let's continue and see what Emily says. To be disruptive. A room and feel shy to speak up. Right. That's a good room to be in. Yeah. So as a parent, being a disruptor is allowing your kids to be disruptors. Allowing your children to discover who they are and looking closely at them to guide them toward things that they're good. Allowing your kids to be who they are. I think for me that really strike, right? And uh, uh, so I'm saying, um, you know, I'm, I'm relating all this to the African setup, right? It's a very difficult. I think it's only now that now parents um, are being a little bit flexible with seeing kids, you know, do what they do. But again, you know, at, at, at a certain point when you grow up, you, you kind of start understanding them because the other one is just the best for you. So if what they did is accounting and they feel like accounts is what is going to do better for you, you know, they, they ought to take you down that lane, you know? So that's what they were taught also. So it's like being passed on to generation, generation. But I feel like now with all this knowledge that we know now, right? Like us who understand, like, I'm not saying they didn't understand, but all I'm saying is us now with all this knowledge that we have now, right? Like we ought to do better, you know, where we allow our children to be themselves. Okay, there's a part where he speaks about him being in the pastory section and not um, not forcing his kids to do uh, being a, being a bishop or being a pastor and stuff like just leaving him. So um, let's continue and listen. Good at that they can excel at. My grandson came to me and he said, "I like working in the arts." Mm -hmm. And I, I got on the phone and I called a friend of mine who was works for Dallas Broadway and I said, "I've got a grandson in town." Would you consider at least interviewing him for a job? What am I doing? I'm putting him in the field of his dreams. Yeah, right. Yeah. Everybody ain't got the grandfather like you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's my true. son. She says, not everybody has a grandfather like you, right? So he is having a grandson who, who, who loves art, right? And him knowing people who are in art, he calls up, right? Like, hey, I have a grandchild who loves art would you want to interview them into that so it's rare that you'll find that in the african setup it's only now i think things are developing and people are seeing things happen like when we see the likes of um the peterson darker you know the fashion the, the fashion sakalas football back in the day was just a sport that was looked looked down on you know like you, you tell your parents you want to be a football man mama i think even in school back in the days when you are asked, like, what do you want to be? Hmm. If anybody mentioned ball, football, music, I think these were careers that were looked down on, you know? So, like, seeing how the world is also changing and how things are now, it's, yo, uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's really crazy. But listen to what she, she, she says, right? Told my father he wanted to be a football player. My father don't 
father like you. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's <laughs> true. My son told my father he wanted to be a football player. My uh -huh. father don't know no football players. <laughs> you can't call up Ray Lewis. <laughs> but you know something, if you're really gifted, somebody's going to see it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's yeah. going to see it if you're true. really gifted. And you have, to, you have to put yourself out there. True. Is so it? listen to what they say is, right? Um, yeah. Somebody's going to see it if you're really gifted. And you have to, you have to put yourself out there. If, if you don't know, I didn't have a me either. Mm -hmm. My um, I think one thing, right? Um, instead of complaining about how our parents didn't handle us well, how our parents did this and that, how our parents blah, blah, blah. You know, we can go on and on. But a person who doesn't put blame on other people, right, is a person who starts creating solutions. So instead of being in a position where now you start blaming your parents, like, no, if, if it wasn't for them, I would be here. Quite all right. Yeah, but what are you supposed to do about that? Are you going to be in your 70s and still um, blaming your parents at where you are? So it's all about understanding and saying things happen the way they happen. But I think it's now time for you to put yourself out there. You know, being in a position where you strive because it says one or another, somebody who will notice and rule, like they will see how gifted and talented you are. So it's being in a, in a space where you understand and you... You know, you digest, sit down, you know, um, know who you really are, know what you love. And man, you got to chase that dream like no man's business, you know, chase it, chase it. Oh, the day when I was 16, wow. my grandfather was murdered by white racists in Mississippi wow. when mm. he was 22. Wow. So didn't have, didn't have, didn't have, didn't have, didn't have mm -hmm. powdered eggs, powdered milk. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I grew up on, on the rags. So... I think he, he, he's digging deep into um, his past, right? Like trying to show an example of what she was asking because he didn't grow up in a place where everything was given to him, you know, where there was a table already set for him to go and sit. His parents died when he was very young. Uh, his father died when he was very young, you know. So all these things for him, he had to put himself out there and you know chest the dream so you no no excuses man don't wake up to excuses trust me a person who's full of excuses <laughs> anyway let's go different i didn't say something <laughs> but they were my mother knew how to make a quilt out of it. Yeah. i grew up on on the rags of life but they were my mother knew how to make a quilt out of it, out of it. Mm -hmm. And we, she, you know, she, she was bad, she was strong, she was resourceful, she was creative. My father got sick when I was 10, he died when I was 16, so I didn't grow up with any silver stones anywhere. Yeah. So you disrupted your whole family's lineage? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally, totally. And took them with me. And took them with me. So what got you into, you probably answered this question up here, but somebody asked me, and I don't remember, what got you into ministry, right? With, with what happened to your grandfather, what happened to your father? A lot of people would say they wouldn't believe because of this, there's so many negative outcomes that happened in their life, but it seemed like it totally made the opposite for you. That's a great question. It made me, pain drove me to him, not from him. Mm. Uh, thirst makes you go to water. Hunger makes you go get I kind of relate with him because by the end of the day, you know, it's, it's the pain that drives you to wanting stuff so bad, you know, and trying to prove uh, to yourself that these things are achievable, right? He gives a good example. First leads you to water. Damn. Man, you gotta love this man, man. 
God. So I used the void mm-hmm. to find my heavenly father because I missed my earthly father. So, mm. so you know, the, the analogy is made in scripture that blessed is a man whose quiver is full of arrows. The analogy means that children are like arrows. So if they're like arrows, the more you pull them back, the further yeah. they go. Mm. So when life pulls us back mm-hmm. the hardest, the people who have been pulled back the hardest generally shoot forward the furthest. Mm. Okay? Everybody sitting here, there's something that pulled you so far back that when you got loose, you said, that's never going to happen mm-hmm. again. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you God, God. That's a very powerful example, man. Like, um, the people who have been hurt the most, these are people who strive for the best, right? Um, you might argue, yeah, I know, but, you know, there are people who are just so determined that they are willing to change things for themselves. These are people, that's why he calls, uh, th- these are people who are in the category of disruptive thinking because they're in a space where they've been hurt so much, they carry this weight on them, right? And they don't want to go back to that place anymore, right? That's why he's saying the people who have been pushed very much, but it's like a catapult, right? The further you pull, right? The, the further the stone goes or whatever that you're going to use, right? So I think it's being in a place where you understand and know where you come from and know the place that you are at and understanding the things that you want in life, you know? Like, you can, like you staying down doesn't benefit you in any way. Being in a place where you're always pitting yourself, feeling sorry for yourself, you know, like always looking down on yourself. I think that's when you even cut down your power. That's when you even chop down the person that you were really created for. So being in a place where you fall, but you rise back again, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many times you fall, but the key part is you getting up, rising up. Man, such a good example. Far back that when you got loose, you said that's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. That's that's never gonna happen to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to do is expose my children to everything, and then release them. You don't have to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. I don't love them. You don't have to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a successor. You don't have to do any. You don't have to be a prop in my play. Mm-hmm. You have. I think this is the example I gave in the first place, right? Like where um, African parents uh, back in the day. Even now, it still happens, right? But back in the day, it was more heavy than now because of the successes of how uh, uh, the other people, in fact, even just how the world has changed itself, you know, like they'll force you to doing the things that they have done, right? Because that's what they thought is better for you. And that's what they thought works because they have been in those uh, shoes before, you know, so... You don't have to be a successor. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do any. You don't have to be a prop in my play. You have to write a script that fits your gifting. Yes. And live up to your potentials. And you don't have to mimic me. Because there's nothing worse than being a cheap copy of a great original. Mm. Mm. Cheap copy. Cheap copy. Um, this is where now the B official comes in, you know. Um, to all the new subscribers on YouTube, Spotify, or my page, Facebook everywhere 
this is where we call ourselves the be officials because here we all encourage each other to be yourself like you ought to be yourself in each and every department that you are in you know uh, it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter where you at but you have to be who god created you to be never mimic or never be like somebody else you know because everybody else is taken man um you have to live in your full potential like what god created you to be so what's your vision that's the question make it official stay official be official okay you want to be an original yes and the disruptive thinking that i'm talking you have to be official you know i think i let me correct the big man there he was supposed to say you have to be official you know so yeah great original mm. okay you want to be an original mm -hmm. and the disruptive thinking that i'm talking about is in lieu of the fact that we don't have big mama anymore mm -hmm. we don't have anybody talking to us we don't always have fathers talking to us we don't have people who wish us well mm. we're so busy trying to strike points against each other yeah that we we don't do like other communities where they build each other up mm -hmm. where they support each other where they get behind each other we you know the um especially like for the community let me speak on zed right the tendency of tearing each other up man i think the tendency is really 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 getting intense day by day especially when it comes to social media because of how it's you know the freedom of speech and um just the freedom of you know, having this device um, in your hands, you know, that's just so powerful to a point whereby you can get away with anything. You know, you can talk about, you can uh, throw shades at anybody uh, at any time, you know, without even thinking twice. It's really, really bad, you know, it's really bad because um, these are things that are breaking us day by day as humans. You know, we are supposed to be going hand in hand, but, you know, the Western culture has really um, put us in a place where we feel like we can't be together on top. It's like on top, there's only one person who can go there. So immediately, let's say, Paul makes it. Oh, man. It's like now hell loose. We got to bring him down. He can't be there. He doesn't deserve to be there. But me getting there is like an opportunity for me to pick up other people. Right? So I love Jake's man. I like to where they build each other up mm -hmm. where they support each other where they get behind each other we like to see each other crash and burn mm -hmm. and then build our career off of the smoke mm -hmm. yeah i don't think that's a stable foundation to stand on no like most people who i've seen build that type of foundation eventually that foundation crumbles it crumbles every mm -hmm. time it crumbles there's no way i can push you up and not go up to mm -hmm. so if i start pushing you up and and, and saying wonderful things about you, yeah. you up, the further i push you up the higher i have to go to do it mm. Okay, so when you when you get that mentality, and in order to do that, mm -hmm. you have to be secure enough to lift somebody else. Right. Mm. So when you start talking about disruptive thinking, you give away what you want. Yeah. You want love, you have to give love. Mm -hmm. You want peace, you have to give peace. You want to be understood, you have to seek to understand. Yeah. Okay, so disrupting the way we think changes the way we, we grow. Mm. Then I talk about disruptive alliances. What is Charlemagne doing with T.D. Jakes? What is T.D. Jakes doing with Charlemagne? Mm -hmm. That didn't go together. Disruptive alliances create environments 
for majestical things to happen. Yeah. Mm. If we just stop only aligning with people who do what we do, think what we think, and look like what we look like, mm -hmm. we can do some amazing stuff together. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I give quite a few examples. For example, for example, the civil rights movement, if mm -hmm. it hadn't been for Lyndon Johnson, uh, wouldn't have got the Bill of Rights passed. I think uh, I, I won't do the whole thing. If you want to watch the interview, you can go on and watch the interview. But I think this is where I'm going to end. So I think in my last words, right, what I'm going to say is that um, as we're coming up, you know, uh, being parents right now, I think we can do better, you know. Um, let's see our kids being in a place where let them be who they want to be. They want to be a dancer, let them be the best dancer there has ever been. They want to be a singer, let them be a singer. They want to, they want to be a pilot, let them be pilots. Let, they, want, they want to be doctors, they want to be lawyers. Like, let them be in that space where they feel so natural. I love what Miles Monroe says, right? He says, you need to find a gifting that feels natural, right? Like, it doesn't feel forced. It feels natural to you. Even when you're doing it, it feels natural to you. It's sad, especially when we go to, like, our hospitals right now. You will tell that people ain't enjoying what they're doing. They're all doing it for the, for the sake of the money. Doctors, you know, because I was sick, like, let's say a couple weeks ago, right? You, you can tell that some people are just doing it because they want to know. They just want it for the money, you know. And that's the sad part. Because why? They were just forced into that industry because, quote-unquote, there's tax in there. There's money in there. So just jump into it. That's that's what it is. But, you know, um, Mao says it better. You know, you have to find something that is natural to you. That feels natural even when you're doing it. It doesn't feel forced. It feels you know, heavenly, somebody can call you up at any time and you're willing to put in the work because it's natural to you. You know, it doesn't feel like work. So be a disruptive thinker. Don't be a mediocre. From me and the house. See you on my next video. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the page, drop me a comment. If you're on Facebook, drop me a comment too and like my page. Uh, if you're on Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow me, and uh, yeah, I think that's all. But oh, you know, I'm an artist. I go by the name of Popen 37 I have a new song that's out. It's titled High Power featuring Dimitri and Aokanai, produced by Dimitri, by the way. Yeah, so make sure you go check it out. I'll put links below, 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 below from me and the house. It's been a pleasure having you guys. So thank you for having me. See ya.